I want to add, I found a quote too, and it says, accountability separates the wishers in life from the action takers that care enough about their future to account for their daily actions. Mm. Now let's take that a step further and let's not account for our daily actions the night of, after, let's account for our daily actions the day before. So we're really, really, really telling you guys is accountability starts before you start your responsibilities, what you're responsible to, your future, your action steps, not after it's happened where you're kind of then explaining why it did or did not happen, but really taking that accountability to is I want to be a certain weight or I want to get my business to a certain level. Here's how I'm going to do it. And here's how I'm going to, to break it up in the daily steps and then knock those steps out daily. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, hey, hey. It is Kimberly Smith Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. We are on the second part of our two-part series on one of our, maybe three-part, we'll see how far we get today. on uh, one of our favorite subjects, which is accountability. I know that sounds crazy, but Kimberly is fired up about self-accountability and one of those crazy people that is on fire when it comes to doing what she says she's gonna do, holding herself accountable. We talked a little bit about it last week. Crazy girl's been running a mile a day minimum for five years, but just really owning if I'm gonna do something then I'm gonna do something. And I love group and partner accountability, just really having a team of people, um, a quote, as we said last week, and I'm going to coin from Kimberly, two-way streets of where you're coming together and you're each holding each other accountable so you could go further. So you can't do that without that foundation of building up to be self-accountable and doing the things you say you're going to do and making things commitments, not interests, so that you could be a pillar in a group or with a partner when it comes to helping someone else get to where they say they want to be. Absolutely. I love that because I think, as you said, self-accountability is the foundation. And knowing that you are the foundation for this thing, you can drive and be a part of the success of a group or a team. And so today, just as we get back started, I want to bring back the definition, Misty. And the reason I love to do that is to make sure people remember. So being accountable simply means being responsible for decisions made, actions taken, and assignments completed. And it's two-way. As Misty said, it's two-way. It starts with me, but then it goes on. But let me tell you, when we were doing some research, one of the quotes that I ran into that was absolutely amazing. It's funny. It's all of those things by Thomas Paine. And what he said is anyone holding themselves accountable to nobody ought not to be trusted by anybody. 
Now think about that. And the reason <laughs> being is we can only hold ourselves so accountable. Now, Misty and I were talking before the call is I can hold myself accountable to things like working out, to riding my bike or things that I absolutely love because it's easy. It's not a chore. It's just something I love to do. Now, that list of things that I have to do maybe for someone else or maybe the list of things for one of my businesses, uh, it's good, but mm, maybe I'm not reaching the mark. I'm not hitting it 100%. And that's the value of coming together with other people. As we have told you before, Misty and I hold each other accountable. We do working sessions. So even though we may say, Kimberly, I'm going to do this, or Misty, I'm going to do this. And then we come back together and we're like, well, I got about 35, 40% of it done. And so what we've decided to do as a community, as a group, as a business partners, let's just get on Zoom together and hold each other accountable to ensure that that task that we committed to actually gets done. And you know what happens? 95% of the time we make it happen. And that is why we love accountability. Right, Misty? And absolutely. And it decreases multitasking. It decreases uh, getting interrupted or distractions. And the crazy thing is when you're able to focus on the one thing, that one thing gets done faster. Even though I know some of us, especially women, uh, love to multitask and get a bunch of things done, but you can only take a bunch of things so far. So when we took those times, we put it in our schedule, we, we log on and we're there, we get so much more done than when we're just by ourselves and, and life has those little itty bitty distractions. I wanna add, I found a quote too, and it says, accountability separates the wishers in life from the action takers that care enough about their future to account for their daily actions. Now let's take that a step further and let's not account for our daily actions the night of, after, let's account for our daily actions the day before. So we're really, really, really telling you guys is accountability starts before you start your responsibilities, what you're responsible to, your future, your action steps, not after it's happened where you're kind of then explaining why it did or did not happen, but really taking that accountability to is, I want to be a certain weight or I want to get my business to a certain level. Here's how I'm going to do it. And here's how I'm going to, to break it up in the daily steps and then knock those steps out daily. I love that. I love that. And I just want to add to something you said is that when we're together, we're working out the work that we know we need to get done. Sometimes we do get distracted. We're together <laughs> working and we're like going over squirrel, you know, apple tree, all these things that are so unrelated. But what happens when the two of us to connect it, one of us said, scratch, stop, wait a minute, let's get back on task. That is one of the other values because you have someone there to help you. Today, we're going to talk about four things as it relates to accountability, four different principles when it comes to accountability. And then we're going to give you some action steps on how to find and build a team of accountability. Remember, it starts with you, but who do you surround yourselves with? Any project, anything that you're planning to do in your life, always ask yourself, who is going to hold you accountable or who's going to support you on that journey, which is another word for accountability. So let's get started with today. The first thing we want to talk about is accountability builds trust. It builds trust because here's the truth. When you do what you say you're going to do, you create a level of trust, right? And when you think about that, this is probably the most important result of accountability because it's essential in any relationship. 
If I can't trust you to do what you said you're going to do for our project, for our business, for our mission, why am I here? Why are we here? And I'll tell you, you'll have times when you have to create trust, build trust, and even rebuild trust because sometimes we drop the ball. But when we know that we want to move forward in our businesses and we want to be successful, we want to hit that target number, we want to make that great impact in our community, or you know, we just want to be awesome, we have to make sure that we have committed to something and that we follow through because in the end, when we do, we build trust. Trust is everything. And you probably know you can't do anything without that trust. So keep that in mind. Misty, what do you have to add to that? People only do business with people and businesses that they know, like, and trust. Know, like, and trust. And it turns out the more that people can rely on you, the more they're going to know and like you. (laughs) Right. And imagine, you know, and one thing you just made me think about as coaches, we have a responsibility to our client. It's not just to the people you're working with, meaning alongside in your business or whatever you're doing. It's about the clients that have said yes to you and decided to sign on that contract line. You have accountability with them. They expect something from you and you expect something from them. And in order to make sure that it's solid, you have to make sure you keep that trust in line. Did you deliver that product like you said you would? I'll give an example. This morning, I had four new clients onboarding in my wellness company. And guess what? They had some snafus with the technical side. And me, I could have been like, oh, well, we'll figure it out. But no, I canceled all the next meeting I had on the calendar and I made time to get those things rectified only to discover that some of them were technical issues with my software. And some of them was the client just simply didn't know where to click. But I took that time to get on the line, on the phone, chat with them via text and email to make sure that their answers were resolved. That's where I hold myself accountable. And if you're working with clients, think about what does that accountability look like for you to ensure that you build and you maintain that trust? Mm. Well, you know what? And you just nailed the next one because when you're accountable, it improves performance. And clearly, by being accountable to your clients, wanting them to have that amazing onboarding process so they could jump into their fitness, change their lives, you went above and beyond in your performance to ensure that you contacted the company, figured out the software, still got them in. So what that accountability piece does is it takes out the manana syndrome. The manana syndrome is a very serious syndrome that says things like, I could do it tomorrow. Oh, uh, it's not my fault the software is down, guys. I will follow up with a call with you tomorrow. The crazy part about the manana syndrome is we don't know what lies tomorrow. So when you have 80 things that hit tomorrow and you're still catching up from today, that's where people start to get overwhelming. It's really taking those 5, 10, 20-minute tasks and just getting them done because if they're that easy to push off, then they're that easy to get done. So when you have a high performance and you start doing things for others because you want to stay accountable, The crazy part, that two-way street is, it's almost like a circle because you start to build trust in yourself. You start to build wanting to work harder for you. And when you're at that level of wanting more for myself, I'm going to do more for others. It just continues into our favorite word, momentum. So having those, getting it done and getting it done for others also does improve getting it done for yourself. So don't worry if you're not quite there yet, if you do more for others than yourself. This accountability street really helps you on both ways. 
Yes, yes. You know, I want to add to that because I just finished listening to one of Napoleon Hill's uh, books. And one of the main things he talked about is the principle of do it now, do it now, do it now. And you know what? He says, wake up in the morning and say it 10 times or 50 times. And when I think about that, I have literally, since listening to that book, some things that I know may take two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, do it now. Do it now because that's going to improve your performance. I could have gotten on my phone call with the next client. It wasn't a client. It was a, someone in business I work with and said, oh, I'll let that client wait. But would that be right by me as the person they're holding accountable to to help them meet their goals? Absolutely not. I <laughs> need to do it now. So think about accountability is sometimes telling yourself, do it now. Make it happen. Do the things you said you're going to do. Which brings us to number three, accountability promotes ownership. Own it. Same thing as doing now. Own it. It's yours. It's your task. It's your responsibility. When you make people accountable for their actions, we're teaching them the value of their work. So think about that right there. Take the ownership. Don't put it in the hands of someone else. Take ownership. And I think about this with rearing children. I have a 15-year-old son, and a lot of times, you know, he makes mistakes, and I'll be the first to correct him, but guess what? I make mistakes, too, and I believe the best thing you can do as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as an emerging um, leader, business owner, is take ownership in your part. Where part do I own in this thing? Don't forget that you are involved. It's an equation. It's not one plus three or one minus zero. It's you and someone else, you and the team. Take ownership in your part. Be responsible. Show up for the people. And of course, do it now. Because I'll tell you, when you take that ownership, you let people know that you are human. A lot of times, leaders, we stand up in this position like, oh, I'm mighty. I'm big. I'm everything. But guess what? We make mistakes. We fail. We fall short. And when you can stand up to what you have or have not done, you humanize the whole experience. And that's what accountability is about, knowing that I am taking my part in this process. I love that. It reminds me of the, the premise isn't, that's not my job to everything in this company is my job. If I take ownership of company, even as an employee, definitely as an entrepreneur, you kind of get slammed into that, right? Where everything becomes about you ensuring that things happen. It doesn't mean you got to do all the small tasks, but you got to ensure there's things in place to make sure that things are happening. And you can't just say, well, I thought Bob was going to do it. And I think if you have that entrepreneur mindset as an employee, you're going to go so far in any company because you're just owning that the result is your job. And that's what you do, not the whatever tasks are under your title. Yeah. And the other thing about ownership, think of it this way. Have you ever rented a car? How well do you treat a rental compared to a car that you are buying and making payments to, right? That there's a different ownership that comes with something that you're more, quote, invested in. And so what we want you to do is take that same level of investment that you would with other things and add it to whatever you're doing. And you're going to watch that thing get done faster and get done more effectively. I love that. Jack Canfield in his book, The Success Principles, he talked about what if we all turned off the lights at the hotel? <laughs> what would happen if we all treated it as if it was our home and we turned off the light when we left that hotel room? Maybe the hotel wouldn't charge us as much. 
And I think about that when it comes to ownership. That's saying, this is mine. It belongs to me. And I'm going to put the value in that I hope to get out. That is powerful, folks. You have an opportunity to change and move into a whole new stratosphere of your world when you take ownership. Because we know with ownership, there's something called pride that comes along with it. So don't be afraid to say it's mine or own it. I'll give you a real quick story. Ruth, <laughs> and I'm saying her name, I, I, whether she listens to the show or not, I'm not sure. But I remember buying a pair of running shoes at a store that I shopped at often. Ruth was just an employee and she was a great employee, but Ruth took ownership. She owned, she, she operated like this was her store. Now, her ownership attitude was so great that when people did something that was contrary to what she believed was right, she would get on them and on them and on them. Unfortunately, it, it came to a point where it was a fine line of mm, over the top. And eventually, Ruth did lose her job because she started mistreating employees, but people thought she owned the store. And she wasn't. She was just an employee. And I'll be honest with you, I love that type of employee to work for me. And you may well want someone like that as well. They just have to know the boundaries, right? But she treated it like it was her own. And that's what we want when it comes to ownership. Well, when done right, <laughs> accountability also inspires confidence. Yeah. So taking Ruth, hi Ruth, um, having that level of ownership, but then having it confident, if you add confidence to it, that means that you don't have controlling behaviors, but you yeah. have confidence in the things that are going to get done. And then you're working on leaning in to some of those accountability skills. And those uh, skills of leadership really work hand in hand. People follow people that inspire them. And if you're confident, you're going to inspire people to follow you. If you're confident in not the controlling way, but in the I got this, I own this, let's go sort of way. And that always makes me laugh. Uh, the story I have is Kimberly takes us on the most scariest hikes in the world, but she acts like confidently, I've done this a thousand times, let's go. And then we're on this mountain and looking around and scared as heck. She's like, well, maybe I did the other turn. But you know what? I know. Let's take it this way. So we're just roaming around a mountain, following Kimberly around. I would Somehow we always make it down. But the confidence that she has in her abilities and herself and then in the team she takes with her helps us get over the BS going on in our head about why we can't or why we shouldn't. And we just get through the hike. And then when we're all done, we feel like champions and better. And we're like, that wasn't so bad. And we're pretty awesome. But the funny part is if she would be on top of that mountain crying, looking around, we would never go on another hike. But we've been um, on top of mountains a few times and made it back down. But it's that confident level in owning that I could have the ability. I know you have the ability. Let's go. And I think that's also what makes a great trainer, leader, or coach is when they see potential in you and they have confidence in, your, in you before you do. And then when you get to do things because your coach is pushing you, you get that confidence and you get to see yourself how they see you. And I think that's one of the most magical processes about coaching. Yes. And I think what you said is they, and these four things that we talked about go hand in hand, because when you have more confidence, you see improved performance or per, improved performance creates more confidence. You start owning this thing and you see how it's a circle effect. I, there's a lot of examples of crazy cycles, but this is a success cycle. When you think about <laughs> your trust is building, your performance is improving, you're taking ownership and boom, your confidence. And as a result, guess what? 
When you see success, it becomes addictive. It becomes something that you want to repeat over and over and over again. That is the value of partnering up with others and really becoming a part of a community because accountability alone can be lonely, right? And there's the expression that says, one man is an island, one man stands alone. We were built for community. Yes, I can hold myself accountable to some degree, but then if I have Misty and Larry and Jenny and Johnny on my side, working with me, giving feedback, helping me improve, helping me see where I may have areas of opportunities, areas of growth, guess what? I'm only going to do better. I'm only going to succeed. And that is the power of accountability, friends. So now, Misty, let's give them some action steps that can help them create a sense of accountability, maybe in community. So they know what it takes to do it alone. But now let's talk about what that looks like in community. What's the we part? want you to go out, find a partner, find a group, find a coach or a mentor and or all four. You find all four, you're going to get anything you want out of life. But there is some things that we want you to be able to do to feel confident in picking out the right person or group for you. And one of the first things, it's pretty, it makes sense, but it might hurt some people's feelings is um, make sure they're not too personal with you. When someone is so close to you, they coddle you. Not that they mean to, but that's just what you do as a friend, right? You say like, oh, it could be better. Or, oh, you did your best. Or, oh, get some sleep and try again tomorrow. And when you're trying to accomplish something, those three things are death because they make you feel a warm inside. And you shouldn't feel warm inside if you didn't do what you are going to say you're going to do. We want you to pick someone that is going to hold you accountable and not believe your BS and your excuses and give you hugs and kisses, but give you calls to action and give you those questions like, well, why didn't you do it? And letting you be able to work out some of those processes. Not that friends aren't amazing, but when they're too close, they can't hold you accountable because they love you too much. Unless you have a friend that really loves accountability um, and you might, but still that's awkward. You don't want to put them in that position. So just go out and find some people that you are going to love them to question you and not personalize it. You're not going to cry because they said, hey, well, you said you're going to do it and you didn't. Why? Why? Let's talk about this. And actually will help you work through some of the processes in your head so that you can even be more self-accountable. Yes, yes. I like to call those people truth tellers. You need some <laughs> truth tellers in your life that are going to hear your stuff and process it, not to, as Missy said, coddle you, but instead to give you some tips, tools, techniques to help you go to that next level. See, we all have friends that love us and want to see us succeed. And they're just going, oh yeah, Missy, it's great. It's fine. You can do it. But I'm the friend that's saying, really? Let's talk about that. <laughs> So that's so important. I love that. Number two is make sure you partner up with people that are equally invested in your success. Now that's a tough one. A complete stranger, are they invested in your success? They don't know me. How can they be invested in myself? They don't care about me. You know what? That would be true in most cases, but we're here to tell you, you can find a complete stranger who are committed to the accountability process and I'm committed to you because you two have came together, you've locked arms, you agree that you both wanna excel and succeed in life. And as a result, 
you partner up. I love it. You lock arms and say, we're going to do this. You want someone who's going to hold your feet to the fire when the last thing you want to do is to just kind of chill. Maybe you want to sit on the beach. <laughs> but when you have, have someone that, you know, give you, they, they talk to you and they say, you know what, there's no excuses. And I always say, there's no excuses. There are only results. So when you think about that, that means you have to find someone that understands the value of goals, they understand the value of accountability, and they're willing to partner up and be invested in your success so you can win and they will win with you because there's nothing like working with someone and seeing them succeed and that you both succeed together. There's a joy that happens in your heart that can't even be defined by words. So that would be number two making sure they're invested in your success. What about number three? Well, number three, I love, it's part of what we always do, which is team agreements, which is ensuring that you have a system on one of the most important parts of your system is how you're scheduling and following up with these very important conversations on if you did what you said you were gonna do. Sometimes people get it in their head, like, well, I don't have time to talk for hours. Well, some of the accountability follow-ups could be five to 10 minutes. Uh, some of the accountability follow-ups could be per text or per email or whatever that might look like, but you want to get together. If you're a connective person and someone says, let's just email it, that might not work for you. That might not inspire you to want to have that. But if you get two people that say, let's do 10 minutes a week, talk about what we did, what we could have done better and what we're going to do next week, that might work for you. You might be opposite. You might be like, I hate talking on the phone. I don't want to talk to this person, but I want to be accountable to them. Let's see how that might work. The problem is what happens is we get all these great things in our head, but if we don't schedule the things to happen, they more likely won't happen because what happens? Life happens. Uh, children happen. Meetings happen. Emergencies happen. So if you have a set schedule, and we recommend sometimes you can't, but same time, same week, we know that works best for us. Once we put it in our schedule, that becomes a non-negotiable, and we just have these two-hour things that we have our meetings because they're scheduled out for the rest of the year. Yeah, we might need to change them depending on what comes up, but nine out of 10 times, it's already on the calendar. We'll schedule other stuff around it. So that's the best tip we can give for you when it comes to scheduling is keep it consistent, keep it short, and make sure that you are not calling out on your accountability call and or email, because if you get into that pattern, most people will fall off. We always say, um, skip it one time, yeah, if you have to, but never skip it two times in a row. So definitely get it in your books so that you can know what's coming up. Here's the thing. A lot of people are very, very motivated by deadlines. And when you schedule in your book, that's scheduling sort of a deadline. You're more likely to be more enthused to take ownership of it and get it done faster because you know the deadline's coming up. Yes, yes. And you know, there's nothing like a deadline or knowing you got to get on a call with someone and you haven't done what you said you're going to do. That will motivate you and push you to get it done. That is if you're an accountable person. Because if you're not, you're just going to come to the call and say, well, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And it's no big deal. And that's what we want to show you that accountability can change things for you. If you remember last week, we talked about publicly committing your goals to someone gives you a 65% chance of completing them. However, when you have an accountability partner or accountability group, that number increases from 65% to 95%. So I want you to think about the power of accountability. 
if you have goals, if you have vision, you have a business, something that you want to see come to life, get into an accountability group or get an accountability partner because they will help you excel to the whole next level. You know, I'm going to back up a little bit and say, first, put those goals on writing, get them in writing so you can see them and then partner up with someone to make them come to life. That is going to make things change. And we're so excited because we've got something exciting coming out. We're rolling out our accountability groups. And what month is that coming out, Misty? February. (laughs) February. So if you've been on the fence and wondering, can I do more? Can I be more? Let me tell you, getting an accountability will change those things for you. Misty and I, we talk about it often. We wrote a book. We started a podcast, all because of simply being accountable to one another in one year. And it was actually less than one year. It was probably like uh, 60 days that we made these things happen. And that's exactly what we're going to be helping you do. If you want to run from where you are to the next 90 days to see your life transform to the next level, check out our accountability groups. We're going to be going live here in the next couple of weeks, forming those groups and getting things started to help you go from where you are to where you want to be. If you're ready, you don't want to miss it. We'll be linking up some notes in the show notes. Be sure to look at it this week and next week and check out our our podcast but also join our mailing list. That's where you're going to get the latest information about what's going on. So guys, as we say here every single week, there is something out there waiting for you. Now get committed to it and go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.